0: again, Kyle Rip here from the Indy Star uh, with our Preps podcast. And we are three weeks now through the high school football season and uh, joined again by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And, uh, Logan, it uh, feels like, you know, we're, we're in a, you know, kind of in a good spot as far as Indiana high school football goes. And, you know, you see more and more states uh, starting to get started or, you know, looking at reversing decisions. I saw Colorado last night as uh, considering – uh, going to high school football, allowing fall sports, uh, Michigan last week, you know, made the decision to start with high school football. Uh, you know, and I, I would say through three weeks, it, it feels more normal all the time. I would say, and there was less, uh, cancellations and, and games called off last week. Uh, how, how are you kind of feeling about it through week through three weeks? Does it, does it feel like somewhat normal by now or, or kind of what it, what are your, what do, what's your sense?
1: Yes, it is starting to feel a little bit more nor- normal now that this is what we've become accustomed to these last couple of weeks or, or just kind of left fans in the stands, you know, it, but, it, but it still feels uh, like, like good high school football being played and focusing on that is, is you know, the, the major thing. But it's definitely getting back to more of a normal feel, especially with, uh, with maybe the weather getting a little more chilly.
0: So I was out at uh, Ron Colley. Chattard on Friday night, Chattard a twenty-eight to seven winner, and uh, just real quickly on that game, Chattard, you know, took advantage of some mistakes Ron Roncalli had uh, defensively, a couple breakdowns. Chattard uh, jumped up, uh, you know, late first half and kind of into the start of the second half, and uh, really, really flexed her muscle on defense, uh, a few big defensive plays. Uh, Ron Colley missing uh, Kyle Lockhart, who was out, uh, one of their best receivers, was in a, a quarantine situation, but uh, they'll get ba- him back this week. Uh, so so they weren't at full strength. Uh, but still, I I came away impressed with Ron Colley and Chittard. Uh, Chittard plays Cathedral uh, this week, and Cathedral uh, really, really rolling 3-0 and and uh, ranked number one in Class 5A going into this week. So that should be a really good game over at Chittard. On Friday night, I would I would think Cathedral uh, w- would be the favorite going into that game, but should be a really good one. Uh, you know, kind of getting around in a long way to saying you know Cathedral is is maybe the one team Logan in the uh, in the state that that looks like it can hang with Center Grove at this point. And uh, Center Grove again, uh, forty two to nothing over uh, Carmel on Friday in the uh, Copper Kettle game, a game that usually always is a really really close game and. and through the years has been one of the best rivalry games in the state. Uh, but but Center Grove, no no issues at all, uh, you know, shutting down that Carmel offense. And, you know, looked like from what I was able to see and read, the uh, offense kind of took an uptick as well uh, Friday night uh, from where it was the week before when I saw them against Warren Central. So back-to-back weeks, shutouts of Warren, Carmel, and now uh, Center Grove looking all the, the part of the number one team in the state. Logan, the question is, can anybody beat these guys? I don't know. You know, Cathedral might be. You know, and it's weird to say a non-MIC team might be the the, the biggest threat to them. But you know, Cathedral and possibly Brownsburg with what we've seen with them the first three weeks. But you know, I know these MIC teams get stronger and stronger. But can, can you see anybody beating Center Grove at this point?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think you you said it you said it correctly. I think Cathedral right now, uh, just going off of the scores of the first couple games and and what we've seen from them, they look like a team that that could be able to hang with uh, Center Grove as well, uh, and as well as a team inside the Mick. I think Lawrence North uh, will see that firepower uh, offensively uh, working against Center Grove's defense. I think that that's going to be a big time matchup there as well. If there is a team inside the Mick that that has a good shot. I mean, uh, uh, what Center Grove did was that was they they answered the call. I mean, this, this was uh, when we were on the last podcast saying yeah, Center Grove looked really good. They looked really strong, but I just uh, thought felt like we need to see a little bit more, and, man, did they deliver. I mean, it's shutting out uh, the defending state champs and the Carmel Greyhounds and doing it in a rivalry game and then, you know, dropping 42 on them. I mean, that's just that's unheard of, especially in this rivalry between these two programs. So, uh, right now, Center Grove uh, is is far beyond a lot of these teams, and if there is a team that, that can stick with them inside the Mick, I think it's Lawrence North. Outside looking on their schedule, I think Cathedral is a solid option as well.
0: That was a twenty-one nothing game going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Senator Grove scored three touchdowns in the fourth, but you know that's kind of what they do—is they they kind of wear you out by the end of the game. And you talk about the you know the the offense we talked about last week uh, wasn't clicking on all cylinders against Warren. Well, they went out and ran for three hundred and twenty-two yards mm-hmm. against uh, Carmel's defense, which normally a strength, yeah, one of the best defenses year in and year out in the state, you know, 322 yards on the ground, uh, mixed it up in the, in the pass game, an efficient uh, 86 yards uh, through the air. So, you know, kind of doing what they wanted to, uh, you know, offensively, uh, Carson Steele was over 100, 133 yards rushing, Daniel Weems 104 yards rushing, and, uh, and Drew Wheat tacked on a, a touchdown late in that game. So, you know, all kinds of weapons and out of that center Grove offense, they go for a, a third consecutive win, maybe, you know, trying for a third consecutive shutout uh, when they play at Ben Davis on Friday night. And and Logan, that was maybe, you know, when you, 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 uh, you know, message me Friday night or I, maybe Saturday, I think it was Friday night about, uh, you know, the Mick, uh, kind of the craziness that we see in the Mick and maybe the, one of the most surprising scores, uh, was Ben Davis, 48, Pike 24 on Friday night. And, you know Ben Davis gets that offense going, and, and uh, you know after back to back blowout losses to Brownsburg and Avon, you know they go out and, and beat up Pike pretty easily on Friday night.
1: Yeah, and that was a game where going into it, uh, everyone was asking the question: Who really does run the West Side? I mean, who who is who is going to be a team that that we need to watch out for? Pike looked to be playing better football. Uh, we're going into that game with a couple wins, and Ben Davis. Uh, the exact opposite of that, but it was still felt like the history of Ben Davis and the, and the the history of winning they have in that series versus Pike. You just never know, especially with rivalry games. I mean, you just you never know. You throw the the records out the, out the window, and this is why you see something like this where where Ben Davis comes out and, and throttles Pike, and there were some miscues, you know, offensively for for the Red Devils, but uh, still, I mean, Ben Davis going out there and, and and pretty much doubling up the Red Devils. That was something I don't think anyone saw coming.
0: No, you felt like this was a year maybe Pike could get over on them and and win that game, and I I certainly thought that, you know, after the the two wins they had in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, So so, kind of a disappointing loss for Pike. But, you know, Ben Davis, we know, you know, even watching them in the scrimmage against Westfield, you know, there is some big playability there. It's just a matter of, you know, how how the line play is going to hold up. And uh, Juwan Swanson passed for – 341 yards and three touchdowns in that game, including Dalen Carnell had a 97-yard touchdown uh, reception. So, you know, just overall a really a really strong effort uh, from Ben Davis. Uh, Brandon Fuentes had 123 rushing yards, uh, so they were able to get it done through the air and on the ground. Uh, so they host Center Grove on Friday, and, you know, we've seen stranger things happen. I just, I, I you know, from talking to people, uh, you know about that center Grove defensive line, though that that would seem to be strength versus uh, somewhat of a question mark for Ben Davis. I have a hard time believing Ben Davis is going to be able to score a lot of points in that game. It'll it'll probably depend on how the Ben Davis defense holds up. Can they keep that a low scoring game, uh, kind of like Warren was able to, and and maybe hit some of those big plays? But but what's your sense of that game on Friday night?
1: Well, it, it, in my eyes, it feels a lot like what we saw last year out of Ben Davis, where. They got rocked in the first couple games, you know. They get a, they get a win over Pike, and and one where people were saying maybe Pike really does, you know, have a chance in this one. Maybe this is going to be the year they're getting over the hump. And then Ben Davis quietly gets a couple wins uh, and finds himself in a position to to host a big team. And last year it was Week Five against Warren Central, where they won in overtime, and that was the game that just turned that whole season around. This could be the game this year, you know, where you're hosting. What, what many have, have said, and including us, maybe the best team in the state. I mean, you know, They're ranked number one and, and a team that's hard to stop. This could be the game that Ben Davis gets over. And it, it seems like with since Coach Simmons has been there, it, it's whenever you count Ben Davis out that that's when they start playing their best football. So if there was ever going to be a week for, for Ben Davis to get it done, it could be this week. And, and you mentioned some of those names that they have. I mean, they have big play capability. They have plenty of talent, uh, especially at the receiving core spot. It's going to be giving Swanson some time to – to make sure he can make some of those throws and that defense to hold up, but uh, I think I think this is going to be a big confidence boost for Ben Davis. They found something that's worked offensively. Obviously, Center Grove's a little bit different. They have, you know, I think a whole college defense is looking at you on the other side of the ball. But if there was ever going to be a week, I-, I think I think it could be this one.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting stretch here, and and you never count out Ben Davis, and and you know they play Center Grove this week. Even if they don't win that game, they've ha- they have Warren Central the following week, and then Lawrence North and Carmel uh, coming up the next three weeks, and you know that that looks a little different now than than uh, maybe it did even a week ago. You know that stretch of games, just just looking at what they did to Pike. So you know you never count them out, and they have a, a really really winnable sectional sectional six. Uh, so so it's not you know. If they can, they can kind of survive the season and show improvement, uh, you never count out Ben Davis, and, and certainly not after what they accomplished uh, this past week in that win over Pike. Uh, and I
1: tell you what, Kyle, another thing that, that, I, that I was looking at, uh, going into this game, the Center Grove-Ben Davis matchup, you touched on it just a little bit. Center Grove shutting out Warren Central and then Carmel. Now with the chance, I mean, if they shut out Ben Davis, I've been digging through the stats, through the history books, I've yet to find a team shut out Ben Davis, Warren Central, and Carmel all in the same season. I've yet to find it, let alone in back to back to back games. But I'm still looking. I'm still looking. So, if there are any stat gurus out there? I'd love to know if that's happened.
0: Yeah, let me know if you find any. That that would be you know, let alone beat all three of those teams. <laughs> that's a you know, those are those are kind of the you know the four you know typically annually in the MIC that are the kind of the dominant four, and then the others. Uh, you know, as we'll talk about here in a minute, have kind of risen up from time to time, including now. But yeah, just to uh, if you shut out all three of those, I, I'd be hard pressed to believe that's ever happened, and, and you know, let alone beat all three of those teams in the same years. Hard enough, but uh, that that would be quite a, a accomplishment. And you know, I don't think it'll happen. This, I think Ben Davis will score somehow, but uh, I could be wrong. I mean, that's a that's a super super defense. So, uh, but Logan also, you know. Uh, one of the biggest games I think in the whole state on Friday night will be played at uh, Lawrence North. Uh, North Central finally was able to uh, get a victory over Warren the first time since 1999. Uh, amazingly that that has happened. Uh, North Central did it with defense. We knew going into the season that was going to be a strength of this team. They win 10 to nothing, and North Central didn't even uh, have more than 100 yards of offense, and they still were able to win that game. Speaks to. Warren's defense, I thought, you know, that, that Center Grove game, watching that, the defense looked legit, and I think it really is. But, you know, back-to-back shutouts now for Warren. But North Central, we'll talk about them first, and 3-0. Uh, they are at Lawrence North, like I said, on Friday. And uh, this is one of the more intriguing matchups, I think, that we'll see uh, in this week four. Uh, Lawrence North, they had a uh, kind of a struggle against uh, Lawrence Central. Uh, 28-21 had to come from behind in the second half of that game. Probably not what we expected. Uh, I don't think we expected Lawrence Central to give that type of a fight, but in that Battle of Lawrence, it's always uh, it's always close, it seems like, every game they play. Uh, so maybe we shouldn't have been surprised. But this looks like strength for strength, the North Central defense against the uh, Donovan McCauley-led uh, Lawrence North offense, and I think this is going to be a, a really, really interesting game. I'm not even sure who the uh, favorite is here, Logan.
1: No, this game is gonna be is, is gonna be a fun one. I think it's gonna be you know that defense versus the offense for sure. And if North Central can keep it close down the stretch, uh, you touched on it. I mean, the, the Lawrence Central Lawrence North game was phenomenal. This game was covered, and and that was one where obviously we always say throw the records out. And Lawrence Central uh, it almost you know had a chance there at the end, almost pulled it out, but. But uh, that's a game where the the Wildcats just hadn't gotten past the Bears in the regular season. They just couldn't quite do it. They finally had a sectional win last year. It was a fun game. And it it raised some question marks uh, for a little bit. I'm sure we'll get into, you know, down the road in this podcast. But, you know, how good Hamilton Southeastern maybe is, as well as uh, uh, what is this Lawrence Central team capable of. So when you're looking at this, you know, what was it? The Lawrence Central Bears defense that was really doing a great job was where the Wildcats maybe coming in a little overconfident and didn't, you know, they overlooked the Bears a little bit. I think we'll find out in this game. This is going to be kind of one of the deciding factors uh, with North Central and Lawrence North. We know that that uh, they are polar opposite teams. <laughs> one team loves to score. One team loves to grind it out, and something has to give. But if that North Central uh, offense can put some points on the board – I think they can give the Wildcats a a really big run for their money here.
0: Well, I haven't talked to Kevin O'Shea yet this week, but I imagine uh, less than 100 yards of offense has him not uh, real happy knowing his Mm -hmm. uh, offensive mentality. Uh, So I I think they'll be getting to work on that uh, ASAP this week and probably are already. But I I would say this, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, like you said, Logan, where Lawrence North has not played the best defenses the the first two weeks. You know, Avon is a – is a young defense, inexperienced defense, and Lawrence North took advantage of that in a bi- in a big way, uh, the first week of the year. And then Marion has lost a lot, so you know they they uh, put up 70 points on them. So this was this was uh, you know kind of a, a bigger test, maybe Lawrence Central is probably the best defense they've played up to this point, point. and uh, you know they were able to to kind of grind out that win, like you said, and and did a nice job in the second half. Uh, Donovan McCauley got loose for a 55-yard touchdown run uh, that turned out to be the deciding uh, score uh, in the in the fourth quarter of that. Uh, but but again, this is uh, I think maybe the the toughest matchup that that they'll see up to this point. Um, you know, North Central has a ton of experience. The the Greens and Theron Johnson on defense and the linebackers, almost every level of that defense uh, has experience for that North Central team. And uh, it's kind of one of those matchups where, you know, this is kind of the the spot where Lawrence North, you're you're curious to see, you know, can they kind of take the next step and win a game like this? And it's been, you know, three in a row, probably all games, you you probably looking back, they they should have won. Uh, But now can you beat a team that maybe is on equal footing to you or or might even be favored over you? And that's kind of the next step, I think, uh, for this program to take. And and North Central is a team that's beat them the last three years in a row. So, you know, a good matchup here, and uh, really this might, might be the most curious I am about any game this week.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, this is – and this was something that we saw from North Central. It was a question of going in uh, in their match against – or their game against Warren Central was, was is, is North Central going to be as legit as we think they are this year? And we know that, that Warren Central Warrior defense is one of the best defenses in the state regardless of, of uh, the Warriors not winning. It's because their offense hasn't put any points on the board – that defense has done its job, as you've said, less than 100 yards. I mean, and what they did against Center Grove uh, had their back against the wall a couple times and, and were able to hold uh, many times against a really explosive Center Grove offense, as we've seen. So uh, we know that that this North Central team is a team capable of being in that top four of the make. We know Lawrence North is capable of that. The question is, uh, where? You know, what slots are they going to be in? Are, are, are either these teams you know, legitimate top five teams in the state. Are they legitimate, uh, you know, state championship contenders? And this game is going gonna, is gonna to be a deciding factor, I think, on, on telling us which, which of these two teams is legit,
0: if not both of them. Yeah, it's going to be uh, one of the best games, I think. And, uh, you know, we, and also wanted to touch with you on uh, uh, Warren Central. You know, there's – I'm sure people not real happy with, uh, you know, not scoring any points <laughs> through the first two weeks. Uh, that's never a good sign, but – you know, I I think even more uh, after you know even more even this week than 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 last week even that the defense seems legit and they have a winnable game on Friday against uh, Lawrence Central. Uh, really, it looks you know I, I think any of these last uh, you know next few games on their schedule are all all probably winnable. They have five games uh, coming up against Lawrence Central, Ben Davis, Pike, Lawrence North, and Carmel. And uh, you know if they can get something going on offense, just have not been able to uh, to punch anything into the end zone or even make a field goal yet, and that's uh, you know not what we're accustomed to seeing from Warren Central. Knew it was a young offense though, and and would have some growing pains. Uh, but again, you know ten nothing to to North Central, not a you know not not a not a not a terrible uh, situation for Warren if they can get that offense going. What what's your what's your sense of uh, you know where that team is headed?
1: Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of uneasy uh, feelings going going on right now with Warren Central. Maybe the possibility of I will see some changes, some changes up front. Uh, whether it's in skilled positions or you know quarterback, receiver, lineman, I think there's going to be some changes uh, that we're going to see from from Warren Central because you know not not putting any points on the board and, and let alone not. Not even moving the offense uh, down the field, uh, you know we haven't even seen necessarily red zone mistakes from from this team. So, uh, and like you said, not even able to get a field goal—that that's unacceptable, you know. In a pro in a program like like Warren Central and a team uh, that just you know two years ago is coming off an uh, undefeated state championship season. And, you know, the, the bar the bar is high at, at Warren Central High School, and, and that's something that I think they have to do a lot of experimenting with. You know, they were you know hit hard with with, uh, with Covid nineteen and having to quarantine and missing a couple games and and everything else, but but uh, nonetheless, you, you have to find a way to to move the football, uh, especially at a school the size of Warren Central. There has to be some guys that can get out there and make some plays on the field. And I think right now they're just trying to find that.
0: Yeah, it, it the expectations always high at Warren, and I am sure they expect more. You know, within the locker room as well. Uh, but now you, you you you've probably played the the good news is you probably played the two best defenses in the in the conference and now 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 you've got a, a Lawrence Central team that that probably feels like all right we, this is a team that that we can we can beat probably has a little bit of confidence coming out of that Lawrence North game uh, I know you weren't there Friday but but you were able to follow along a little bit Logan and uh, what were your impressions of Lawrence Central having uh, you know, followed that game on Friday
1: well. Outside of just a couple that broke through, I mean, Lawrence Central was able to limit a lot of the big plays. They tackled well. They got after it. They didn't allow uh, too many of the guys to get loose throwing the football. And uh, You know, Trayvon Hagler had to add a nice night for, for Lawrence North, and that could be where, where Warren Central finds its ability to maybe run the football a little bit more or, or hit some short passes uh, out wide. But uh, I, think, I think this is still going to be um, a, a game where both teams – Feel they they have a legitimate shot going into this one. Uh, I still think we could see you know first first to score twice here, whether it's four, yeah. ten or fourteen. I mean, I, I think these defenses are really going to lock in, and it's going to be the closest we've seen Lawrence Central and Warren Central in a couple seasons.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's uh, that's another intriguing game uh, for a lot of reasons on Friday night uh, in the Mick. Uh, Carmel will host uh, Pike, and again, you know, Carmel. Looking to come off that forty-two nothing loss to uh, Center Grove, uh, hosting Pike, which is also you know kind of reeling a little bit after that forty-eight twenty-four loss uh, to uh, Ben Davis on Friday night. Kyron Montgomery, by the way, uh, ended up committing to Missouri on Saturday. The uh, Pike defensive end, so he'll join uh, Dalen Carnell at at Mizzou. Uh, in the coming years, but uh, you know that that's a that's a game where I, I sort of expect Carmel to you know be able to uh, regroup after back to back losses to Cathedral and Center Grove, but you know it's it's a I think another game where where maybe you don't know quite what to expect. I mean, Carmel's got to be feeling a little bit uh, down about that loss on to uh, to Center Grove. I'm sure Pike feels the same way. So it's kind of whoever can kind of gather themselves in the in the shortest amount of time here. Uh, going into friday
1: no you're absolutely right and we touched we touched on this a little bit with ben davis but we're a couple games in it, it, it's in games you know three four and five that that you decide what you're going to be as a team either you can hit that reset but figure out the issues turn it turn it around and get yourself going in the right direction or you know the train goes off the rails and that that's just what your season is you end up you know with maybe one win or two wins, or maybe you don't you don't get a win, but that's the difference between maybe getting back to a 500 record and making a run in the tournament or being a first-round exit. I think, I think th- these are the weeks coming up that we're going to have to see that. I think uh, if, if you're the Red Devils, yeah, you're licking your wounds after the Ben Davis loss, but you're looking at Carmel going, this is this is one of the best chances we've had now against, against a Carmel team that's usually a state championship favorite. We haven't seen that type of football out of the Greyhounds. We've seen a very vulnerable defense. That's something that uh, the Red Devils, I think, can expose, and if you're, and if you're the Greyhounds, you're saying, well, we saw, you know, Ben Davis really put some points down on on the Red Devils. We just got shut out by, you know, one of the best defenses in the state. It's time for us to to figure things out offensively. So uh, we're we're going to see in this one who's going to who's going to turn their season around. Who's who's going to who's going to be able to hit that reset button and get things back on the right track.
0: And kind of looking ahead a little bit, next next week uh, will be, you know, if North Central can win. Uh, this week could set up a uh, undefeated matchup North Central at Center Grove in, in two weeks, which that would be, uh, you know, a really good game uh, down the road. So again, you have to see what happens this week, but uh, that could be a really big one here in two weeks uh, in the mix. So, and that could really probably decide the conference for all, you know, if North Central beats Lawrence North on Friday. So that, that will be something to watch as well uh, going into next week. And we can talk about that next week, but uh also Logan, you know, when you look around the area, I would say one of the more surprising teams and I'm hoping to write about this later uh this week, but you know, so far Hamilton Southeastern uh 2 and 1, uh they go into Avon on Friday and they're leading that game 25 to nothing. And I saw that score, I was like, "Man, what is going on?" Avon comes all the way back, takes the lead, and then HSC scores two touchdowns uh in the fourth quarter and beats Avon 39-28. Uh, we all know about Avon's offense, but you know so to hold them to twenty-eight's a pretty good, uh, pretty good number. Uh, picked off Henry Hessen a couple times. He had a big, big night as he always does. But uh, HSC gets it done, and they uh, host Fishers on Friday. This may be one of the uh, teams we didn't expect. Uh, Michael Kelly's got this program going. Uh, John McCall quarterback. They're, they're, their 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 defense has played really well, and I think they're a legit you know contender uh, in the HCC and and. You know, Logan. When you look down the road, I, we've talked about this before, but the north side of that bracket is uh, is wide open, and HSC could be one of those teams uh, looking at that down the road that has a real shot. You know, if they can get out of that sectional and, and advanced, then you know, that could that could honestly be a team we see at Lucas Oil Stadium.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And, and when we talked about. Uh, That north side of the bracket on the podcast, you know, preseason-wise, we talked about Hampton Southeastern and, and, you know, whether getting a new coach in and kind of a change in the locker room was was enough to take them over the top, and so far we're seeing that. Uh, Obviously, the the north side of the bracket has been dominated uh, by the likes of Carmel and Penn. Those kind of been your typical teams getting there, and now the Greyhounds moving down, uh, it, it is. It's wide open, and you think that one of those teams from central Indiana has a legitimate shot now. To carry the mantle from the north side, and, and Hampton Southeastern is looking the part so far. either checking all the boxes. what it's whether or not it's a hot streak or or a legit a legit season for them. I mean, is this going to be something that we can anticipate uh, more to come from Hampton Southeastern? And that game against Fisher's coming up is going to be a real fun one. I mean, two first first year head coaches entering. Uh, you know one of the most fierce rivalries in the state of Indiana uh that's one you don't want to
0: miss that's always a fun uh, game and, and it's a shame you know that normally draws a huge crowd and you know red and on one side and blue on the other and it's one of the better scenes in uh in high school sports but obviously that's not going to be the case uh with the crowd restrictions on Friday but it should be a fun game regardless and uh, uh you know HSC's a team I'm hoping to see here uh before too long but uh, you know, really have a good opportunity, uh, and Blaine Wirtz, too, their running back, 124 yards on the ground uh, Friday night against that Avon defense that has struggled uh, to this point. But you know, that's a legit win. Avon has been one of the best teams in the area, uh, you know, certainly in that conference. And you know, Avon now goes to Brownsburg on Friday. That's going to be a tough game. Brownsburg, ranked number two in uh, Class 6A, I think that has stayed the same. Uh, the new uh, rankings have just come out here uh, this afternoon. But, uh, yes, they are uh, still number two, uh, as they should be, behind Center Grove. So, you know, big game, uh, you know, always a rivalry game. And Brownsburg finally was able to get through and beat Avon in the sectional last year and then lost the next week to uh, to Zionsville. But, you know, that Brownsburg offense clicking again. They beat uh, Franklin Central 35-7 on, on Friday night. And uh, you look at this game against Avon, and like you said earlier, one of those rivalry games, Logan, where you know you, you kind of just expect it to be close, no matter what the teams' records are. Uh, but a good chance Brownsburg could be, you know, they have eight, they have Fishers next week, uh, and then Westfield, Zionsville, Noblesville, and HSC is actually their last game of the season. So, good opportunity here for Brownsburg. Uh, kind of a game you'd expect them to win Friday against Avon.
1: No, absolutely. With, with what we've seen from them uh, in these last couple of weeks, we know they have the ability to come from behind. We know they have the ability to put up a lot of points. We know they like looking for, for as many touchdowns as possible, as quickly as possible in that that, that you know high-tempo offense. So I, I think that's the team that we talked about who maybe has the resume to go toe-to-toe with Center Grove right now. And, and, and I mean, they're right up there as one of the, the premier programs in the state of Indiana and until proven otherwise, that's where I'm going to
0: keep them. And also uh, Westfield, I thought, you know, made a statement uh, beating Zinesville like they did on Friday night. That game not even close, 49-16. to uh, 16. The Shamrocks win that. So you look back at that week one loss to Cathedral, I was kind of scratching my head about that, 56-20. But have since come back and beat two good opponents, Harrison, uh in uh, Zionsville, back-to-back weeks. Now they go to Noblesville, should win that. And then they have a big game with HSC, uh, another big uh, game next week uh, that that, uh, that they will host. So, you know, a couple of big games coming up here next week. We can talk about that next week. But the Shamrocks looking uh, like they're going to be a contender, again, on the north side of that 6 A bracket uh, in the same section with HSC. So uh, they are looking like they could be a, a contender there as well. Uh, Logan, the game I'm actually going to be at on Friday, as it stands now, and we always say uh, TBA based on uh, quarantines and everything else, but I'm actually going to go see a uh, New Pal and uh, Mount Vernon on Friday. Our, our old friend uh, Mike Kirshner is a, a former Ben Davis coach, uh, has that Mount Vernon team uh, going pretty well. They're 3-0 and and uh, checking the rankings again here in, in uh, Class 4A. Again, just uh, – just saw these new rankings come out a few minutes ago, and Mount Vernon ranked number two this week, so they moved up a spot uh, in the rankings, and uh, 3-0, and like I said, and, and they play a New Powell team. They're going to host them. Uh, new Powell is 2-0, and coming off a 35 nothing win over Yorktown, uh, but their offense has not uh, been clicking probably like uh, Kyle Ralph would hope. Uh, but, uh, the, and, and again, probably, you know, we talked about it in the preseason uh, podcast, Logan, not not unexpected. They lost a lot from that team last year, kind of a uh, reloading year for them. But uh, that putting that 65-game regular season winning streak on the line on Friday at Mount Vernon, probably their most difficult uh, regular season game uh, that they've had so far. They they beat Burbuff in Yorktown the first two weeks. But, uh, you know, a conference game, uh, Mount Vernon actually the last team to beat New Powell in the regular season it was it was uh, October 12th 2002 <laughs> it was the last time <laughs> last time New Powell's lost a regular season game so uh, a lot has changed since then I was a lot younger and and uh, Logan you might have even been in high school back then but I don't even know but it was a long time ago
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely absolutely and I, I think I think perspective is key here you said you know coach Kyle Ralph for New Powell might be a little upset with the offense and uh, we just got done talking about you know Warren Central's offense not putting a point on the board. You know, <laughs> Newfound still scoring 35 a game. I mean, just because they are scoring 70 doesn't mean that offense still can't go a little bit. Uh, but, no, I think I think uh, you've picked a, a great game to be at. I think we've seen Mount Vernon uh, steadily get better and better. We've seen those guys getting into the weight room. We've seen a change of culture there uh, since uh, Coach Mike Kirshner got there as well. Uh, the level of play has gotten higher. We've seen it reflected in the rankings. We've seen it reflected in their record. And, uh, you know, with, with these two teams being uh, in the same conference, they have, you know, a little bit of blood between them already. I mean, this is the, this is a team that, uh, if you're new pal, you are the hunted, obviously. You know that this is the game that everyone has has scheduled. And for Mount Vernon to really solidify themselves as kind of being on the map and, and saying we've, we're taking that step forward. Uh, they want to be the the team that that gets the best of New Pal, and I think you picked a great game to be. Yeah, I think this one's going to be close.
0: Yeah, I do too. I I think it'll be fun. It'll be either way, you know. If there is the upset, or if if New Pal kind of comes out and says, you know, that we're still the we're still the team here. You know, calm down. I think it'll <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be a good you know. And Mount Vernon has not even come close the last you know the first two years. Mike Kirshner's been there, sixty four nothing two years ago, and then forty nine seven last year. So. But uh, again, these are different teams now the you know the the, the Charlie Spiegel uh, era is over there and uh, but you know as we've seen with Newpal, they kind of just keep churning and keep getting better uh, throughout each season so but I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's a good story either you know no matter which team wins and in my job that's all you're looking for is a good story so that's why that's why I picked that game but that should be a lot of fun at Mount Vernon again you wish it could be full stadium and and it would be a great great atmosphere but uh you know we'll take what we can get uh, at this point so uh, another uh you know another game I thought was interesting on Friday Decatur Central beat Whiteland uh, 27-14 and, again, Decatur Central always, you know, I, I think they're one of the most talented teams in Class 5A. I uh, had a chance to talk to Peyton Horsley last week, their uh, senior quarterback, and, you know, he's done a really nice job uh, the last couple of years leading that offense. And, you know, they lost big to Center Grove that first week, and they they pretty much said, hey, that was a good experience for us to see what that's like, and I think will only help them moving forward. But they're 2-1 now. Uh, go to Martinsville this week, and uh, again, they look like probably the best team in the Mid-State Conference. Kyle Enright's done a, a great job kind of uh, building on what Justin Dixon got started there at Decatur and, and just has kept it rolling and getting even better.
1: No, you're absolutely absolutely right, and, and Decatur Central's a team that, you know, teetering on the 5A, but feels like they, they could be more of a 6A team. We've seen that with them, with Cathedral, with New Pal and, and and years coming up, and, you know, Fort Wayne Snyder, some of those teams, Valpo – but those are teams that that it feels like like those guys can they can play with the 6A opponents. I mean, there there's not a doubt doubt in anyone's mind that, that you know just because a team says 6A that they can't play with them that those guys are the cream of the crop in 5A, and we've seen that from Decatur Central and. And now we know how good Center Grove really is as well, so I think that that helps the case for Decatur Central.
0: Cathedral plays, like I mentioned earlier, they play at Bishop Chittard, a matchup of number one teams. That's number one in 5A Cathedral and number one in 3A Bishop Chittard. Uh, Again, Cathedral absolutely rolling. 52-7, they go to Penn and and just come away easily, running clock second half. Yeah, and I, we talked earlier about the north side of that 6A bracket, and, and I did look this up. The last seven years has been uh, six class football. Uh, five time, five out of the seven Carmels come from that side. Penn was the other two, and so that's a program that traditionally very strong in 6A. Uh, Cathedral just taking no prisoners. They have uh, Chittard, like I said, and then they have three Cincinnati opponents uh, coming here in the next three weeks: uh, Saint X, LaSalle, Elder. And then close with Berbuff and Center Grove. So, you know it'll be uh, if they can make that run through those Cincinnati schools. You would have to say, you know, and then and then play Center Grove. That could be for the uh, like the old mythical uh, state championship days where you 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 don't even have a tournament. Maybe Cathedral Center Grove just playing for the outright best team in the state. <laughs> and uh, Cathedral has has definitely looked the part. They played good opponents: Westfield, Carmel, and Penn on the road and uh, won easily in all three of those games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, they, they look every bit of a state championship team, and I'm excited for this St. Xavier game. I mean, after watching St. X on national TV against Brownsburg, it kind of gauged how good they were, and I'm sure that was great film for, for Cathedral to get a look at as well and, and see their tendencies. Uh, but that's a team that Cathedral has played well, well against uh, in, in years uh, leading up to this. They play well against LaSalle, usually Elder, always a strong team from Cincinnati. I mean, they aren't just facing anybody coming in from Cincinnati. They're facing, you know, some of the top, top-tier top teams. And we've seen that a lot from Cathedral in, in the past seasons where they play just such a tough regular season schedule and they get to the tournament. Those guys are battle-tested and ready.
0: And Mooresville, uh, they, they'll host their number one in Class 4A this week again. Uh, they will host uh, Greenwood 2-1 uh, and one on Friday night. That That's an interesting game as well in the mid-state uh Greenwood looking like they are uh they're going to be a tough team. They lost by one point to uh, Martinsville on Friday night. So, uh they're that close to being uh, undefeated uh at this point in the season. Uh a couple teams in 3A coming off of uh uh quarantine situations. Danville, actually they, they their, their opponent, uh, Lebanon had to cancel late in the week last week and they they weren't able to schedule another opponent. Uh so they're still just 1-0. They play Crawfordsville on Friday. Garen Catholic, uh, they're 1-0. Uh, host Burbuff, they have been off for a couple weeks, uh, so a couple teams that haven't played here uh, recently in uh, Class 3A will get back on the on the field Friday night. So, a uh, chance for them uh, again and, and uh, to get better as they move along. And then Triton Central uh, took their first loss of the season. They're ranked number two in uh, Class 2A. Uh, they lost to Lutheran, and Lutheran kind of keeps it going. They they overcame some some turnovers in that game. Uh, beat Triton Central fourteen to seven on Friday night. Another really good win for the Saints, and uh, another another big game in two A this week. Heritage Christian will host uh, Eastern Hancock. Heritage Christian two and zero, uh, and Eastern Hancock two and one. Those are two of the better teams in uh, Class two A. Both state ranked uh, in two A, and uh, Heritage Christian beat Tipton twenty seven to seventeen on uh, Friday night. So that'll be a good game uh, again and in the uh, smaller classes to watch on Friday night. Uh, and also Western Boone goes to Tri-West. Curious how that game goes as well. Western Boone, of course, uh, back-to-back state champions in 2A, but have lost a lot from that team. They're 1-2 and two so far. Uh, Tri-West is 2-1. and one. Their only loss came to Plainfield on a last-second field goal on uh, Friday night. Logan, what do you guys have going uh, at the Mick Network this week?
1: Yeah, we're actually going to be at Ben Davis. recovering covering Center Grove at Ben Davis. Like I said, this is going to be one that – uh, we wanna we wanna see uh we wanna see if Ben Davis can really make a statement in this one or if Senator Grove's gonna pitch three straight shutouts.
0: Well tell me if I'm wrong on another subject. I, I tweeted last night that the Clippers have the best uniforms of the teams left in the uh in the NBA playoffs and I was roundly uh, criticized for uh uh not roundly, but there I got I got some got some brush back on that. Am I wrong or am I just uh maybe I'm a sucker for those uh uh, just the 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 black and white, uh, you know, non colorful uniforms. Tell me, uh, you're you're from a different generation than me. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they are very they are very basic. They uh, they they fit Kawhi Leonard's personality.
0: I don't know <laughs> much about Paul
1: George, but uh, but no, I, I would I would say they're not bad, but I, I definitely wouldn't say that they're that they're the best.
0: Who would you pick? The Nuggets.
1: Uh, I absolutely I love the, I love the Lakers when okay. they when they go when they have the black with with the with the gold and purple trim I, I love that I think that, those are slick uh, overall I really like the Celtics though I like, I like uh, a clean look there
0: I like the old uh, Lakers when I was growing up I was a big Magic Johnson Lakers fan the purple the old purple mm. uh, with the uh, you know the, the numbers and, the, and then their uh, warmups that were the the purple uh, or the uh, yellow uh, tops and, and pants. Those were, those are classic look, but yeah, I, 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 I probably shouldn't tweet anymore about the jerseys and uniforms I like. Cause I'm always, seems like I'm on the wrong end of that every, every time, but <laughs> to, to, to each their own, I guess. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, good. Well, thanks for coming on again, Logan. And, uh, and, uh, look forward to seeing how that, uh, Ben Davis center Grove game turns out Friday and, I think there's a lot of good stuff coming this week, and then looking at those games next week, we'll have a lot to talk about with what's uh, coming up on the schedule.
1: Always. This is Indiana High
0: School football. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Thank you.